I'm Rob Hirschfeld, CEO and co-founder of RackN and your host for the Cloud 2030 podcast. In this session, the Cloud 2030 crew started with our, our warm-up topic, which was about conferences, and transitioned that into biometric security, edge detection, and your right to be forgotten. Um, a fascinating conversation where we actually go into future projections of what it's going to take for people to basically be left out of photographs and if that would be possible and what would drive that as a potential thing. We started it uh, humorously uh, thinking about all the cameras and all the biometrics that could be collected during AWS reInvent, um, which a lot of us will be at, uh, at least in the shadows. So enjoy this conversation. I, I got a lot out of it. Biometrics for entry into into you know reinvent <laughs> is kind of like all right we've now we've now we've now you know jumped the shark here. I'm, I'm sure they have the capability of it. They just don't want to publicly announce it if they do. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they have the capability. That 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 was without doubt. But uh, oh. Uh-huh. The, the idea that they would actually impact keeping out because of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, Did we Alexa, read the two let things? Let me into the conference. Sorry, Shane. Go ahead. Did we read the uh, the fine print of the terms and conditions of AWS reInvent? Oh, yes. We in in detail. <laughs> I think not, but. I love the sarcasm. <laughs> oh, it it was you know, look, I I I know what I'm walking into when I walk into that place. <laughs> yes. Are you thinking of anything in in particular, Joanne? Pardon me. Yeah. No, I, I didn't hear what you said. Are yeah. you thinking of something specific in the contract? Uh, yes, actually. Which is the you know by by signing your privacy, I agree to the terms and conditions. If you go through the twenty six pages, it does mention that cameras are in use, that certain biometrics may be used, like a thumbprint, et cetera, et cetera. And that leads me to conclude that somewhere along the lines, if you were to show up in person, you probably are being. Uh, scrutinized by facial recognition in one form or another. Oh, I, I would not doubt that for a moment. Uh, I hadn't, <laughs> I have ne- not encountered the thumbprint stuff and I'm not too surprised, but yeah, it's, it's crazed. It really is crazed. And they, they and, have your, they take your picture, so they they already have your facial. Oh, they've they've had my picture. You know, it, it's been posted on the you know the post office wall for years. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, you're like running at hundred percent today. We're we're all in a good mood, which I it's yay yay, yay for that. Um, I was I was gonna say ignore ignore the servers wearing the the surgical gloves who take your glass from you after you after you've finished it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Especially if they're wearing dark glasses. It, <laughs> we, we, you know, the thing that's, that, that makes me sad is that this is actually not really a joke. We, we, yeah. right. Just like, just like, uh, the news, I guess this might be too, where, you know, Amazon is, is officially taking customer, right. Uh, partner people running in the cloud and using their, their, their stuff to figure out strategic, no surprise. But well, it's it's it not only like that. There's also the, sorry for interrupting. No, go ahead. Um, there's also the, the, the article this week about, uh, the, the person who, who, uh, did, uh, Freedom of information uh, request on I guess Amazon, and their their like their Amazon Echo and, and home devices were constantly recording them. Amazon is storing thousands of videos and pictures of you at home if you have one of those devices. True, indeed, and you know, I um, that's why the idea of having uh, Amazon Video in my in my home is just I, I i can't i can't imagine doing it i just would you know i just flat out refuse and um the one thing that you you do have access to and it's unclear whether there's something hidden in the back uh you do have access to everything that the uh the amazon that the uh, alexa systems record so, and you have the ability to, to, um, to black, supposedly you have the full ability to blow it up. Um, I've played with that a little bit, but um, what's interesting is what got captured that as far as I can tell, there was no uh, activation word that um, initiated the recording. And that's a little, that's a little, there's a little spooky, spookiness there. It has to listen so that it can know if the activation word is being said or not. So yes, but there's a, there's a, there's a, con, there's a continuous move to, um, again, this is alleged, um, there's a continuous move to actually do the activation recognition on device, yes, as opposed to in the cloud. So it's not just that. It also like in any any stream that is tested for activation and and doesn't match the activation criteria should be discarded. It should be a temporarily buffed. A temporary buffer exactly. should not be persistent. Exactly, and that's that's the question. What are they? What are they in fact doing with that? You know, they will make a claim. Well, we're retaining it, but only to improve. Uh, you know, recognition. Uh, you know, recognition efficacy. And <laughs> yeah, well, uh, how? Uh, you know, there's this bridge. I'd like. I'd like to sell you as well. <laughs> that was I. I got a a web a, something. I'm, I was looking for the link and I haven't found it. My wife sent me a thing saying the smart bulbs had microphones in them too, like even down to the light bulb. Yes, they do. 
Which, I mean, makes sense because you want as many, if you're going to do voice interaction, you want as many microphones as you can get. Yeah. I just, I just, I would be, I'm looking for, I'll say it as I'm looking forward to a day when that becomes household infrastructure and it don't, it's it doesn't all leave and doesn't leave the premises. I, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I must, I, I'm definitely showing my age on this one, but I, I still find it amazing that someone would want to control the lights and the hue of their lights uh, in the, <laughs> with, with, uh, with voice systems, especially when they're this, uh, I'll call it intrusive. Well, it's, hmm. I, I think it's not so much about the, the control with the voice system, which is the, the easy sell. Uh, it, it's more about the integration capability because the voice system is not just a voice system. It, it connects to everything else. It's, it's your central exactly. hub. So you, if you say, if you add motion sensors, uh, or, or integrated with your security system, then you can have it automatically turn on the lights when you're home or automatically turn on the lights when you're not home, when you're out on vacation. And how does it know you're on vacation? Well, it has your calendar. Oh, I mean, it's getting to the point where they know what room of your home you're spending most of your time in. And that's reasonably easy to do just on the basis of voice. So, yeah, I, 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 the, the integrability of all of this is scary it's spooky quite frankly i would be surprised if apple and, and google didn't know that as well through the, oh, the cell phones i can tell you I, yes oh apple, nice background apple, there apple definitely apple definitely <laughs> sorry i just couldn't resist yes, <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> Up on. Up on. Up on. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Uh, what's what's the purpose of OBS if you don't do, do it? Use it sometimes. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, I I I I think that um, there's some great applications that are coming. Uh, I, I I really do. I mean, I and actually, I, we could put. Um, that would be sort of fun because like in edge, we get very caught up in how to build it. It'd be fun to sit down and brainstorm like what it would look like to have um, like a real, like if you, with a whole bunch of microphones or cameras in your house, you could actually have your systems like watch you, monitor you. You could do, you know, magic, you could do a magic gesture and have things happen. Um, you know, you could say, Hey, preheat the oven to whatever. I, I, I can see the benefits, right? Especially because the UX on stuff seems like it's getting worse and worse. <laughs> the convenience capability of it are, are, are definitely there. Um, judging by how we ended up giving away private information just to for the convenience of having an app on our phone, I can see it being widely adopted. There's, of course, the danger as well uh, on that. And... Mm -hmm. For me, the, the real challenge is going to be how can we as IT professionals work towards ensuring that control over our PII is decoupled from 
the companies. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not sure I understood your, the, the question you're posing. Um, so, so it's, it's, I find it, I think it's, it's inevitable that the, these smart devices are going to become ubiquitous. Um, they're going to record everything that we do. So, and, and then putting on my tinfoil hat here is how do we, do we prevent Big Brother, whether that's a government or a corporation, from abusing that information? Yep. Well, it's got to be, a, it, in my mind, it's got to be a combination of both, you know, carrot and stick. There has got to be an incentive that, you know, makes it, um, that actually either goes to bottom line or goes to top line. It has to re either reduce their out-of-pocket costs or increase their, their, their revenues in a safe fashion. And the more predictable it is, the better. And that's got to be off, that's got to be complemented by regulatory and legal uh, approaches to um, disincentives. Um, for example, not, not living up to regulate regulatory constraints or legalities has got to leave them um, and almost immediately open to a very swift action that is um, punitive, punitive damages. It's, it's, a legal, it's a legal threat. So for example, if you take responsibility or take, you know, take on some parts of this, you have both responsibility and accountability. And if you fall down on the um, accountability side of it, you are vulnerable. All right. You can offset some of that by, you know, buying insurance if someone will will you know write you a policy. But in general, um, the let's put it this way: the threat of and the costs of continuous um, and swift, you know, can't get can't get tied up in courts for a decade, for example. Um, approaches to the punitive as aspects of this have got to be set out and it's got to be made available to the, the small organization or the individual, a way of, you know, making a claim that some, one of these, one of these companies has um, basically transgressed. And I, you know, the notion of technically or technologically encapsulating or protecting a lot of this, um, you know, it's going to be a continuous battle. You know, there, there will be somebody who comes up with a new technology to protect 
them, you know, protect the individual, protect the, the individual company. And that will, you know, basically just set up a, a challenge for somebody else to break it. So I, I, I think ultimately it's got to be a, it's, it all, it really ultimately has to be a, a, a set of um, both incentives and disincentives, including financial and also uh, licensing the the ability to enter into and actually um, provide certain kinds of services has to be done under uh, under a licensing, not unlike the way certain kinds of data communication, telecommunication, any other common carriage is subject to to forms of licensing. You're, you're making me think about it in a way that has me taking one step further to imagine a scenario where it's easy enough to embed basic um, basic image processing and even audio processing into these devices that they could mask out, uh, just like we like Google does with license plates and street numbers, where it could just mask out people or voices that haven't given permission to be recorded live like it like but but this is what you were saying made me take one extra leap that i thought was interesting i could easily see it becoming a legal requirement to use that technology to obfuscate people in the recording exactly and and that if it was a product would become like the people who do that product would then you know basically subsidize the, the laws that would enable that, you know, obfus- automatic obfuscation technology because they wanted to sell a whole bunch of cameras <laughs> um, with yeah. the tech in it. Yeah. Um, I, I think interestingly, I could see that as a as a huge like because it would trigger then you being able to say, oh, I'm wearing an identifier or something that lets the camera know that I'm I'm safe to be recorded. Um, that, that's not because it, it straight back to where we started with it, Amazon. It all it, it does in this particular case, it does go back to identity and and opt-in and the the notion that you have done so or have not yet done so. And therefore, um if in fact what it its use encourages appropriate behavior by all of the the service providers or all of the all the technologists technology partners that are involved here because it reduces the threat of um legal action then and uh, then i'm sorry what was the what was it malfeasance yeah malfeasance wonderful word thank you joanne um, I try. Um, then, you know, I think that's, you know, that becomes at least a partially virtuous circle. Klaus, what was, what was it that you wanted to, to throw in there? Uh, several things. Um, going back to the beginning, uh, I guess, of what you were saying, I, I unfortunately do not believe that legal recourse for for the punitive action is going to be sufficient or even efficient we we know we know the law is slow as it is 
we know that regulatory capture happens and and we know that there they are that that the laws are are not perfect that there's legal loopholes so given the resources available to the entities capable of abusing this technology i don't believe that we're ever going to see proportional uh, punishment for misuse, which is why, again, the, uh, the control needs to be put into the hands of the consumer, not the, not the aggregator. Are, are the we talking about individual, are you talking about the individual consumer or kind of consumers acting in concert? Yes, <laughs> it, it should it should be both, right? Um, yeah. I, I mean, it might be to a different degree uh, at each stage, but both should be enabled uh, to do this. Um, as far as the, the 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 identifier thing that we were talking about, like please obfuscate me or do not obfuscate me. Um, I've, I mean, I, I do feel very, I, I want to be positive about it, but we, we've seen how, how things went with the do not track cookies and that the only, the only entities that, that it prevented from, from tracking are the ones that actually obeyed the rules. And any 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 group flaunting the rules just ignored that, that cookie. Yeah. So so again, like I I I, it, I, I am coming across it as rather negative. Uh, not, I don't no, I want to be being, that. I want I, I want to. I think you're being more emphasize caution on and try, and try to yeah. empower the, the 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 potential victim of maleficence as John. Malfeasance, yeah. Great uh, malfeasance, yeah. I, uh, John, I, you, you, you have your hand raised. I have something. Yeah. Pass on the baton. Thank you. Um, I don't think it's as far away or as hard to change law or the progress of changing a law than we anticipate. Because I was part of a class action lawsuit against Google several years ago. And my complaint to them was that they were showing the number of my home, right? And I had had a problem, which is a very long story that I'm not going to get into, but suffice, I had a stalker issue. And because they had showed my address of my home, I started having even more problems with the individual and the group that he was associated with. Call it a right-wing, proud boy kind of, you know, we hate Jews everywhere kind of thing. And so I kept emailing Google and saying, look, you have to take it off. You have to block it. It can't be that hard. Obfuscate the address number, even up, remove it from Google Maps so that you can't even see the house. And it took me six months. And then one day I, and I never heard back from them. One day I get a call from somebody else in the U S who says, 
we are 67,000 people who are in a class action against Google to force them. If you ask, they have to comply. And eventually it, it never, it ended up getting settled and they deleted all of the 67,000 people that were part of it, not our accounts or anything else, but if it's an address number or a phone number or something like that, they literally were forced to do so. And the lawyers that had gotten a hold of it in New York were, were looking at billions of dollars in claims. So of course they settled it. But I see the same thing happening with the voice recordings on Alexa or Siri or any of the other assistants that we use. And particularly when it comes to uh, your primary or principal domain, meaning your home. Because right now there's so many devices that are recording, like in, in Canada, um, if you have Bell 5, they're watching what you're watching on TV. Mm-hmm. It's all IP based. Rogers does something similar, but they're a little bit more, um, it's a little bit more hidden. Um, any of the services that are cable providers that are now IP based, they literally know when you get up, when you change a channel, how long you, you're willing to put up with a commercial, whether you're streaming partway or still a cable provider, et cetera. And they're now using that in very, uh, what I would call very close to the line ways of privacy invasion. And I know that there's stuff ongoing here against Rogers in particular. I don't know about Bell. I know that Bell had legal problems over it. I think the same thing is coming true in the U.S., So the 30 countries that are getting together to discuss this very shortly, I think are going to start realizing that consumers want the, not not only want, but are demanding the right to say yay or nay, and that shouldn't prohibit them from having the device. You should be able to turn on and off those permissions whichever way you want. I I just had a situation yesterday, which was very embarrassing, only because um, some of our clients pay us through a a thing called bill.com, which is a a big payee or payer, okay? Their app now says you can't use this unless unless you have a connection through LinkedIn. Now that's simply for them to mine your network and nothing more. I didn't realize that by downloading the app, every message that I sent to people, mostly clients on LinkedIn last night, were getting this little uh, button icon association, click this link and connect with me here. That's absolutely wrong. Oh, yep, it is wrong. And guess what? That's all the app actually does. So now I have to go back to all the clients who use that service and say, hey, we will not have the app. You want to use the service? That's not a problem. We'll do it the same way we did in the past. But you need to be aware that this is what's happening and it reflects badly on you. Because if it's somebody other than us as analysts or strategists for them, they're going to have a major issue with that. So I think these things combined are coming to pushing us closer to law. Well, so I'm still pissed off. I just got hit with it again, where Google all of a sudden 
has to have your birthday. And they say it's to make sure you're over 18. Well, my account is older than 18 years old with them, but they still want my birthday. And so I gave them January 1st, 1900, and it took it. <laughs> but uh, the, the whole privacy thing is, and, and the problem I see with the laws is that the lobbyists are so embedded, at least in the US, and I think also in England and probably in Australia, that everything will be watered down to the point where we still, they still essentially, the uh, companies collecting the stuff get everything they need and we have little to no say in it. So I'm pretty down on the whole thing, but that's just my attitude at the moment. Yeah. There's also the, the matter of jurisdiction. Even if a law gets passed in, in the US or the EU, like looking at GDPR, one, if you're outside of their, their jurisdiction, those laws don't help you as a consumer. Yeah, California has special laws too. I, I, have, a, I have a question for people because I'm happy to keep going down this, this topic which I think is interesting to everybody. We also had scheduled operations value mapping as the, top, as the official topic. Um, I'm, I'm happy to pivot to that or continue down the privacy and uh, legal ramifications on the service providers. Uh, well, did you guys talk about the fact that they've now figured out how to uh, back out the original real face from the... Uh, AI fake faces thing. Yes, they now can actually take take deep fake faces and back it out to the point where they get to the original real faces. Oh, to uncover cool. the deep fake, basically to to unmask, revert back to the 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 origin the origin the faces. Is that what origin you're trainer trainer faces? Yep, all the faces that were used for training. Is that across the board for, I mean. I don't know. It was one article, but they, they showed a, a, progression, a progressive image of stuff and, and a few different faces with it. So the people that have done it pretty much have said that what this says is there is not privacy for the deep fake because we can, we have the technology to, to get back to the original face. Or faces. It might take a little bit more AI. work to get some of the stuff, but uh, the the process exists and and will only get better. Well, I mean, just a, a quick point on that one. Um, if even the first order detection that. Uh, an image has been generated using those kinds of tools. It basically, you know, it, it may not be, you know, to the point where you can roll it all the way back to its origin. But if it, if it's a um, a pretty reliable detection mechanism that 
the video image you're looking at is a composite that is, you know, most likely a, you know, a deep fake of some sort. Yeah, the great news if that's, if that actually exists. We are planning some future conversations about where some of the technologies at the edge, cameras, detection could go. Um, and that is on our calendar at the 2030.cloud. Please join us. Uh, this is really exciting stuff. Uh, thinking about how this stuff comes together and then throwing in the legal and governmental ramifications, which this group likes to do, um, really changes the way I think about what we're building and how it's going to be shaped over the future. And it's not as simple as what works or doesn't work. Um, and that is a very important thing to consider. Check us out at the2030.cloud. See you there. Thank you for listening to the Cloud 2030 podcast. It is sponsored by RackN, where we are really working to build a community of people who are using and thinking about infrastructure differently. Because that's what RackN does. We write software that helps put uh, operators back in control of distributed infrastructure, really thinking about how things should be run and building software that makes that possible. If this is interesting to you, uh, please try out the software. We would love to get your opinion and, and, and hear how you think this could transform infrastructure more broadly, or just keep enjoying the podcast and coming to the uh, discussions and you know laying out your thoughts and how you see the future unfolding. It's all part of building a better infrastructure operations community. Thank you.